This episode is sponsored by JSOX. JSOX is the leader in Steam Deck accessories. They have everything from cases to screen protectors and so much more. Interested in changing the color of your Steam Deck? JSOX colored transparent backplates not only give your deck a dash of color, but it also has heat dissipation aluminum sheet that enhances the heat dissipation and helps your deck run cooler. Also, be sure to check out their new mod case that allows you to use many different accessories like a fan, battery pack, and more. If you own a Steam Deck, head on over to jsox.com. That's J-S-A-U-X.com for their full line of products. Once again, we would like to thank Jsox for their support of the show. Everybody, welcome back to the Gamers Lounge podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me, as always, is Eric and Nathaniel. What is going on, fellas? Not too much. I just completed a 50, I just completed a fifteen k this morning. That was up a mountain, so that was fun. But I'm here. I survived, and I'm I'm here. <laughs> He's alive. He's alive. <laughs> no one had to carry me off on a stretcher. That better than I could do. I. <laughs> you're, you're a better Dang. man than me. I. I, I, I don't run, so. I, I don't enjoy running. We'll put it that way. It is not my form. If I'm, if I'm more of, I would rather bike. I would rather ride a bike someplace. Yeah. We want to do this to kind of show that we could, and we hadn't done it in a couple of years. Our time wasn't as good as our last time, but it was better than the first time we did it. Well, We've that's done cool. it two other times, so. Well, and at least and it did, didn't rain, so, you know. Yeah, it was windy, though. It was blowing like 10, 20 miles at the top. And that, wow. That was not fun. Yeah, it's blew like fifty miles an hour here Ooh, like, yeah, all day today. It was yeah, it was insane. You got some wind. Yeah, did you look out your window. Do you look out your window and there goes your neighbor's tree and you're like, mm, that's no. Windy. Luckily, there was no trees or anything <laughs> there like that. Patio yeah. furniture. But man, alive! It was it was just. We went over to mom's house, you know, because we still have still have her house. I was like, okay, I need to check things, make sure it's all right. She had shingles on the top of her roof, going. Boop, 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 in the wind look like a game show where the you know he goes which window are you looking at you know which one to stop you know it was like oh my gosh yeah so yeah we're gonna have to get the roof fixed on that house eventually but it's, but eh, somebody else could worry about that because i yeah uh, we'll, we'll sell it. <laughs> it's going to somebody else. yeah it's going to somebody else so but uh, yeah, so I figured we would uh, we'd still uh, we'd still do a show. We're having problems with the ISP, so you know, we're not live streaming it. So we're just going to do it old school. Uh, <laughs> I am re- video recording it, so you know I'm going to try to upload it to YouTube and and Twitch and all those places just so we have a record of it. Because you know, I mean, we've gotten a hundred and some of them up, so it's like eh, I hate not to have. I hate to miss one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah, so I figured you know we'll talk about what we've been playing, what we've been doing um i haven't played a whole lot 
Um, I have gotten a lot of accessories for the Steam Deck in review. Um, JSOX, while I was going this week, sent a, sent a new mod case. This is their case. It has a protective front on it with the, with the things, and then you pop it off to cover the sticks and the screen, and you pop it off, and you got this cool rubber grip with uh, a metal kickstand on the back of it, which is awesome. Um, it's got these little mod things this is a little square here like they sent the uh the fan so you can stick it on the top and it connects to the case so it won't fall off so if you want to cool cool, it's a fan that sucks the heat out and it's battery powered so you can you can really hear it when we crank it up is it keeping things cooler than like it keeps it it about seven seven to eight degrees cooler Um, Okay. okay so i mean anything's to help the GPU and CPU run a little better. Cooling's always good, and it's not something that's too obtrusive. It doesn't really add a lot of weight to it. It's kind of tiny. Like I said, it has its own battery, so it doesn't like it's got a USB cable running from it that plugs in the top of the Steam Deck or has to run off of uh, an external plug or something like that, so that's pretty sweet. They also sent new backs, so you can't see it here, but there's a purple one in there. You can kind of see the purple around there so i I put the purple translucent plate on there but i really like the case the grips are real nice on it it's adds a little more weight to the system but still it's cool cool. i'm i'm glad they sent it by for me to check out so i'll play with it this week and uh while i'm on the road and see uh see who what and where yeah that's good uh, you must be doing a good thing you seem to like it yeah yeah um, the one game that I have been playing, though, this week is uh, a game called Dave the Diver. Have you guys ever heard of Dave the no, Diver? No. I'm curious, though. <coughs> so it's a, uh, it's a pixel, it's kind of a 16-bit-ish um, game where you're, of course, a diver uh, Ooh, by day. Really? Yeah, I know, right? Um, you're a diver by day. A diver. Uh, but by night you run a, or you work at a sushi restaurant. <clears throat> so during the day you're catching the fish to sell at the sushi place. So the chef will cut it up. Um, it's a, it's a quote unquote magical lagoon you're in because it's procedurally generated. So every time you go down, there's different fish. It looks different. There's different things down there every single time. So it's kind of like a procedurally generated dungeon is what it is. Um, <clears throat> but you could dive twice a day, and uh, you, so far I've had a professor come by and say, hey, if you find any kind of rare artifacts de- under the water, let me know. And then I had a, uh, a student from the school who sends me lists of things that they need uh, for their bio or biological oceanography class or whatever it's called. I can't remember exactly what it's called. But they have a but the the dude that you work you work for runs has a uh, has a high end sushi place right there on the lagoon. So you take the fish over and it has he has this professional cook and you're running back and forth taking orders. So it's kind of like a weird collecting game, but it's also a weird diner dash game where you're you know you got to keep plates off the table and you got to field field drinks and take and you know take orders and stuff like that and do it the fastest shit you can and stuff um but it's it's kind of like a an rpg i guess you could say because like i said it's got the procedurally generated lagoon (laughs) i guess whatever you want to call it it's really it's really kind of fun um i had heard about it on another another podcast that recommended it and uh 
I think it was on sale this week on the uh, with the spring sale for like twelve bucks or something like that. So I, yeah, I, I forgot. I was going to buy a bunch of stuff and then I forgot. I got busy. Oh, well, there'll I, be another sale. Summer sale right around the corner. Oh yeah, there's always a sale every what two months. <laughs> it seems like every <laughs> you know, two or three me. months there's a sale. So. Like, hey, it's on your wish list and it's fifty percent off. I'm like, okay, yeah. where am I going to play this? I don't care. Yeah, it's it's, it's really a yeah no right. <laughs> it's really a cool little game. game. Looks fun. I'll buy it. Um, you could upgrade your weapons. Uh, you know, like you just have a harpoon to catch fish with, or a knife that you could kill them and catch them. Um, you, you end up getting a a a, a guy that uh, is a uh, weapons designer because you can find different uh, uh, weapon designs plans in like sunken treasure down the, down in the uh, lagoon, and he'll make. He'll make the guns for you, so you got to actually get a gun that shoots underwater, so you don't have to That's try cool. to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really yeah, and it's 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 an interesting, at least with the controller, because you're aiming with the the right stick and you're using the right trigger to shoot with. Um, or no, wait, you're holding down the A button to aim, and then using the <laughs> and then shooting with the. It's it's a weird combination. You hold down the A button and you move with the left stick to fire, mm. and then the trigger fires. It, it takes some getting used to because when you're trying to do it rapid fire, you just want to keep pulling the trigger, but you got to stop, hit the A button, and then pull the trigger. It's really kind of weird. It's hard to explain, but that's that's the only thing that kind of takes some getting used to um, with the game is the weird control for the uh, for the uh, the harpoon gun. But I'm gonna have to check this out. Like. I don't know if it's be up my alley, but the screenshots and stuff are kind of cool. So yeah, I mean it's 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 got a cool aesthetic to it. You know, it's kind of like I said, it's kind of pixel, you know, sixteen bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not like true two D. Uh, you know, there's some three D elements to it. Um, and you upgrade your equipment so you can go deeper. Your diving equipment so you can go deeper, stay underwater longer, all that good stuff. Um, I don't know the company that the developer that makes it's called mini rocket and uh or mint rocket and i've never rocket. never heard of them it may be their only game mint rocket. um that i that i know of but it's it's still in early access so i thought well yeah it's, it's another time to hop, i like to hop on them early early access because usually when they come out come out of early access usually the price might be a little more than than uh than usual yeah. but for 13 bucks on sale it was a pretty it's a pretty cool game and if you like something just kind of chill it's not real stressful um you know unless you get down too deep and all of a sudden there's this humongous uh yeah i saw like a whale right well there's a whale but there's uh in the background there's this humongous like squid and you, its eye is like 10 times as big as you are. So, you know, it's like you just kind of see it in the back and then every once in a while the tentacles will shoot out and try to get you. Um, but that's a little deeper into the game. But, but like I said, so far it's a, it's it's pretty fun. It's just um, single player too? No, no co-op? Yep, no co-op or anything. It's okay. just it's just single player, just real casual, um, right. which I like. I liked it. I liked it a lot. So, um, Nathaniel, you've been playing quite a bit this week. Uh yeah, I've been bouncing around between stuff Steam for sale? a little bit before I settled on some things. <laughs> no, I was back, wanting... Back, massive backlog from seven years ago? No. <laughs> uh, so I was wanting to kind of play a Souls-like or something similar, so I tried Wolong Fallen Dynasty and bounced off of that after about oh, an yeah, hour so or two. Because that game... That 
Not until it gets fixed, and I don't know if they ever will fix it for gonna... where it would be for me. And like a lot of the reviews and people who play it seem to like it, but it has this like insane brick wall that you run against, mm. where you go for like the first kind of like level or whatever, end up at this boss fight at the end of it, and it's at least a two stage boss fight. If it goes to a third, then they're just jerks. <laughs> I never even got, I never even got past the second one, and it's like. <sighs> extra frustrating because I play these games and I cannot, you know, couldn't get it I, like down at all. It's like, I'm trying to do what you want me to do, but I can't because this game is optimized super poorly and there's some issues, like, I even if it worked, like, flawlessly just with the way the combat is designed that I didn't really, like, like so much. Even though I played it long enough, I'm like, okay, you're wanting me to do this and stuff. It's kind of sort of more like Sekiro in that it's more about like parrying and stuff than it is kind of a Dark Souls style, but it it doesn't work like Sekiro does. Mm. So I don't know if it's just I don't vibe with Team Ninja or what, but yeah, like all the things I read about it ahead of time was like, yeah, the first boss is a giant roadblock if you can get past it and then, you know, great, you'll do well. You know, after that, there's nothing as hard as that for a long time, and I didn't even get past it because I just got so angry at it. I was playing it on my Series X, and I was just like, "Ugh, this is not working how I want it. Let me try it on PC. Not any better. <coughs> it's huh. stuttery. It's like laggy sometimes. The frame rate didn't hold up, and it just feels like you're not like." Uh, FromSoft just does the best at this because it always feels like you're in control. So even if you're dying a lot, it's not because the game. It's because you're not, you know, it's because you doing suck. well enough. That, that's what and to this tell you. one, <laughs> the game is what's making me suck, not myself. It's, it's like, like I've played I'm so good, many, but the game yeah, hates me. I've played so many, you know, FromSoft games and then all a bunch of other Souls-like games too. Did you, this did one you just. Ever... I'm, did you ever play the Surge? Did you like that? I have it's... the Surge's Surge too, especially it's really. Good. I couldn't. Well, I'm not a huge Souls guy, but I, I struggled with that one a little bit more than like Dark Souls too. That was kind of interesting. The Surge hmm. and Surge two was very cool because they had the mechanic where you were trying, you had to like fuse the pieces target through. limbs, so yeah. limbs and other things. So because if you could just go at them normally, you wouldn't get any parts. But if you could carve off parts, and that's how you upgraded, it was really cool. And it was like. Hey, they actually succeeded in turning this formula into something that works for a sci-fi universe. Because you're like, that seems weird. Because like, how do you do all the swords and melee combat in sci-fi? But they they made it work. Hmm. This one, like, I don't know, Wolong Fallen Dynasty. I might wait for a while and try it again if they ever do some like balancing stuff on it and just some other things maybe. But for now, it went on the shelf, and so I'm like, okay, well, let me try something else that I've got. Uh, sitting in my library they bought for um, the Christmas sale, so I fired up Remnant from the Ashes, which is sort of Souls-likey, but I'd say it's probably closer to a Diablo game if it was a shooter instead. Ooh. So you've got like procedurally generated dungeons that you go into, and it's got like a bit of a storyline, but it's not super involved, or at least it wasn't for as far as I got into the game. And that one you can play up to four players co-op. I was just playing it by myself. Mm. And it was pretty fun. I made it down through kind of like, I think, two dungeons. I don't remember if they were main ones or not. It's been a little bit since I played that one, so I don't not remember the specifics as much. But it's got kind of a fun art style to it that's really nice. And the shooting mechanics feel really good. So it's one I'll probably go back to at some point. I just... Got distracted and I haven't caught back yet because I've been bouncing around so much this past couple weeks. 
It's like, oh, what do I want to play today? Oh, I don't want to play that. I want to play something different. So, yeah, it's, sometimes it's I'm just a... hard to f- settle on something. That's kind of, you know, I, I played Hogwarts for so long there for so many hours, and it's kind of like, oh, I want to just kind of wash, play something else for a little while, and I haven't decided what I really want to sit yeah. down and play. So continuing on kind of like the Souls-like itch, I was like, well, let me try Mortal Shell again, because I played it on my Xbox for like 30 minutes or something one time off off of Game Pass. Mm. and it's just I wasn't in the mood for it or whatever at the time so I was like mm. I'm going to come back to it later so I was like I'll boot that up and I've played uh, about maybe 5 or 6 hours of it total now I don't remember <clears throat> I've run around a decent amount and gotten used to the combat and some of the things with it and I was like okay this is fun I don't know if I'll go back to it though because mm. it's all like this. it's kind of like hey do you like swamp looking levels because that's what this game is it's just one giant swamp. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't have the same kind of like uh, health systems as a lot of the Souls likes do. So the way you get health back is you have some items you can pick and pick up in like consumables that'll heal, but you don't have kind of like the Estus flask that refills every time you sleep at like a bonfire or something, which it also doesn't have that system. Mm. Kind of does, but not exactly the same. But you get health by doing kind of like a uh, counter move after you've filled up with, was it like, it's not Valor, I don't think, unless I'm fooling myself and that is the name, but they have a system where if you attack enemies like fairly quickly, you're building up this meter until you fill like a chunk of it, and then it stays there. And if you have a chunk to use, then you can use it to do kind of like this counter move where you'll... Uh, suck some of their health in when, when you kill them off. It's kind of like a one-hit kill, too, if you get it just right. Hmm. But you can't do it all the time. That's the way they limit it, is there's, like, some... Like, a thing that you have to charge up before you can actually use it. Hmm. So, but, yeah, you have, like... You're, like, a little kind of... I don't know. It looks almost like the uh, aliens from Prometheus is hmm. the main character, and then you have the shells that you can inhabit, which are basically, like, your uh, body of a fallen warrior. You take their... Uh, armor and then as you learn it you're learning a bit more of their story and unlocking some more abilities and stuff so i only got the first shell that you start the game with and then i've un- unlocked a few of the abilities on it that's about as far as i've gotten in there hmm. Hmm. i didn't even get i didn't even get to a boss fight in that game <laughs> <laughs> there could be one somewhere that i was close to i, don't know. I was like wandering on all there's so many paths in that game that branches uh-huh. off so many different directions but they all kind of like loop in together and it's a little confusing on where you're going so i'm sure i went through a few of the areas more than once because <laughs> i was like wait have i been here i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you want, like, the combat's pretty decent if you want kind of, like, a bit of the, like, Souls-like flavor to it. It's got some interesting little ideas, but it still feels almost like... It's like a cover song of a Souls game. Hmm. And I don't think it's very long either, so I don't know. It's It's got some interesting stuff, but it's kind of like, eh, it's kind of still, like, maybe a B-rate uh, game where it's like, okay, it does some stuff well and some <sighs> stuff not as well. It's, I can't remember how big the team was. I don't think it was a very big team that made that game. Yeah. So, then, after that, I was bouncing around. You know what? I want to play uh, some other stuff that's a completely different type of thing and that's maybe shorter games so I can get into them and get done. And then so I played Kentucky Route Zero because I've had that game in my Steam library for who knows how long. <laughs> I think I bought it when it still only had, like, 
three episodes or something, and now that they finally finished it, I've I've even had it since whenever that's been because it's still been a little bit since I put out episode five, I think. So I've played it a little bit. I've played two full acts slash episode. The game calls them acts, and it's a weird game. Uh-huh. It's a very weird game. It's kind of like you play. I don't remember the name of the guy that you're playing, but you're like trying to deliver this package somewhere and no one knows where this road is and it's like hey take the zero which is some weird interdimensional road and like it's just it does weird weird stuff hmm. that's kind of it's it's shtick yeah. you have this old dog that runs with you called blue and yeah i don't know you can't really describe it so much it's not like anything else because it just does it'll throw like weird things at you like oh hey you're walking around oh wait now you're driving around on a map now you're doing this thing now you're going in circles and then doing this other stuff now you're on another map talking to people like it switches things up enough that's kind of like okay it it's just itself hmm. and i don't know it's interesting but you can i think it's a game you kind of have to be in the mood with stuff like only played it like i played it for a bit went to something else and then came back and played another kind of episode of it yeah i've been in inter- it's it's always interested me but i don't know yeah it's all kind of like a game that's like it's all about the journey kind of thing and the journey is very weird (laughs) and so like if you're in the mood for that and you just like get into it then that's you know awesome but if it's not gonna be a game for everybody it's an annapurna game it's probably one of their earlier ones yeah i think it is it always it it always caught my interest because it seemed like it was like um well, the look of it kind of reminded me of a, oh, I don't know, a, a, not like a, like not like a Telltale game, but kind of like a Telltale game. You know, I kind of thought it was something nope. like that, but it's nope. the more I it looked at it, was look like a Telltale game. Yeah, it was like art style wise, it's kind of like vector graphics from back in the day, almost where it's all very much just like lines and it's not much colors. Yeah. There are some, but yeah, that's kind of the look at it. And it's not really a Telltale game at all. You're going around, you might talk to some people, but it's not like you're interacting and going through this, like, you know, well-crafted story and no one's going to say they will remember that. Like, it's not that game at all. It's very much a, hey, you're existing in this weird thing and, you know, we're going to throw some weird stuff at you. Like, hey, you just drive by some dude on the side of the road who's playing a guitar and you listen to him for a bit. But you're not actually doing that. It's just some text pop-up that's saying that. So it's got, you know, little bits of kind of like slightly assisted <clears throat> text adventure mm-hmm. vibe to it. It's got some like other stuff. It's just a whole mix of crazy stuff. Like, I need to look it up. I think it might just be like one or like a game that was made by like one or two people or something too. I don't remember much about it. It's been so long since I've read about it. Yeah. But it has that feel uh, very much like, hey, this is only something that, like, one or two people could make because any, you know, big company would just, like, be like, nah, we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can... It's very much someone just like, I have this weird idea. Let me just keep putting weird ideas into this thing and make it into a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, it's definitely worth trying out for sure because it's like, if you hit its vibe and it, you know, then you'll you'll be like, great. And if not, then like that's okay. You're trying something neat, and it doesn't. It's not going to take that long to yeah. figure out whether you're like going to like it or not. I think it was on Game Pass. I don't know if it's it, still, it is, it, still is. Is it still, still is? is for okay. a little bit longer? Yeah, yeah right. check it out. I need to check it and out. I, then. I had seen it, you know, around like 
15 to 22 before other places. So, you know, that's I, I want to say a there's a physical version. Somebody put out a physical version. I'm sure they probably did. I'm sure they did run or let's something. Let's ask if it's limited run because, you know, 90% of them did. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm glad to be off that kick. Uh, oh, you love it? You I, love the shipping delays? I uh, I finally finally cut the strings off that addiction and stopped buying those. That's things, a lie, so. kids. When they put out one of those Genesis shmups again, he's going to be on it. i tell you, what's the last game that I bought from them? Uh, I bought a couple of crappy PS5 games in like 2022 that I, was, I got, and I was like, why did I buy these? But other than that, the last thing I bought that I was interested in might have been the um, two-pack for Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol. Let me just see. I, I, it's been so long, I have to actually like log into my account look. and look up what it is. That's how long it's been since yeah. I... Yeah, when they have the Genesis stuff, you know, like they have the repo or the, like the homebrew stuff, the Genesis, I get... That's where I'm very interested in. Um, Looks like... The last games I got was Terminator Resistance, Ooh, Enhanced yes. Collector's Edition on the PS5, and uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 on the Switch. Ooh, and those were that was uh, March of 2021. That was almost two years to the date. So, oh I wow! Have, okay, well, I, I bought something. I bought something in January. I bought the Jamestown Plus. That shmup. Did yeah. you ever play that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love yeah, that I love game. that got game. It's good code for it. And it's yeah, like 30 bucks, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. Yeah, it's fun. But I bought the Shadowrun trilogy last year, a couple of crappy PS5 games that nobody wants to hear about, uh, Monster Boy Collector's Edition on Switch, because a buddy recommended that for me. He said I might like it. Uh, the Takeover, that's a cool little brawler. That was in, But other than that, oh, Monster Boy and Takeover 2021, I bought like a handful of games. I used to be pretty bad. Like 2018, 2019, I bought a lot of stuff. But since like COVID, I kind of like slowed down and leaned. I, I started to only buy stuff I was really, really interested. In. I was like, I, you know, if this is something that I really think I will enjoy, I'm going to buy it. But there's no way I could keep up with everything. And I, I, I don't know, it's just a lot of stuff. And I've been trying to get rid of the ones I, I'm not going to keep for the long term. Yeah. I haven't even kept up with what they, they have. They, they have, they're putting out like six to eight games a month, literally, sometimes no. more. And I'm like, I, I can't follow this. It was getting. Hey, remember, remember we bought Streets of Rage four, then like two months later. Yeah, it came out. Of, yeah, it came. Like, oh, yeah, it came out on Amazon. You know, it was like, two, and it was like ten dollars cheaper. It was just like, you know what? I'm kind of done. And that that, that was kind of made me mad. Yeah, that was kind of what drew the line for me with them. It's like, okay, I mean, I get them. Well, you know, we don't hold the lot. Yeah, that's fine and all, but don't pawn it off as something it's going to be rare and hard to get and then too much later the company that you worked with actually brings out their own physical version of it that's just i don't know i think uh, they they made a fake limited well, they also thing. they also have been bought out by a big company too so yeah tents at bottom so and then they got the uh they got their big store which is supposedly pretty cool but they, they now take like their games in for trading too and they have a big use section so. yeah but you know weird. Like my friend said, that lives down the street from me, that was a big limited run guy. F- done are the days we're getting up at 7, a- 6, 7 a.m. on a Friday, setting that alarm, refreshing the site, hopefully get one for the bots too. Now everything's, you know, pre-order. Yeah. Or pre-order and production and got like three months to order. But anyway, yeah. anyway, that's a topic that was, time. That was a way veered off uh, yep, conversation. We wandered down a path. <laughs> yeah, we did. 
Anyway, uh, Nathaniel, continue, continue. <laughs> I mean, it's weirdly fitting for Kentucky Route Zero because yeah. it's a game of like, hey, you think you're going one way, and then whoop, tangent, you're way over here, and like, oh, hey, now you're scooping back around here. There is, there is a physical a physical version, but it's not from limited run. It's from I Am 8-Bit, the guys that did Stray. Oh, okay. Copy, yeah. Stray. They don't have as many, and they're, they're, they're pretty, their stuff's pretty nice. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Nathaniel, sorry. We hijacked oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, And then I was I also was wanted something low-key to play that I ended up listening to a bunch of podcasts while playing a game called Littlewood, which I think I've talked about a while ago on the show, maybe a year or two ago. I don't remember when I played it, when it was an early I got my interest when you were talking about it earlier. Yeah, so it's a full release at this point, and it's basically Stardew Valley Light. So mm-hmm. you are kind of the main character is this hero of the world who fought the dark wizard and defeated him, but you don't have your memory. So everyone's like, keep telling you like, Hey, you did this stuff or whatever. So now you're, the world is saved and now you're part of this little town called Littlewood. Although you can name your own town if you want. This episode is sponsored by JSOX. And you have a bunch of different, you know, a few different villagers in there and you're basically doing a lot of the same stuff you do in like Stardew Valley, a little bit of Animal Crossing in there, so you can eventually unlock a thing that lets you go to other areas, and as you, you know, meet some people, some of them will be ones that can come to your town, and then you gotta build a house for them, and when you build a house you can put like a little desk in there that will have requests, so like, they're like I want my house to be 16 spaces away from the town market and I wanna have a cool, you know, cherry wood bed or whatever all these different things Hmm. and yeah you're chopping trees you're mining rocks and minerals and stuff to get materials to craft other things or build other things you you, set up some farms killing monsters you're not killing monsters you're avoiding monsters a little bit because the caves have some monsters that basically it's just like if you get hit you get knocked out of the cave and you can't go back into it till the next day but you can't. It's not like a combat game. So, okay. it's why it's Stardew Valley Light is because it has some of the same ideas, but it's very much a light version of it where you're not having as much complexity. So, for example, farming in Stardew Valley, you've got to like prepare the soil, and you've got to you know you can you can fertilize it, you plant the seeds, you water Sorry. it every day, and then you harvest them, and then it's empty again. You got to plant seeds again. So in Littlewood, you basically like here's you like go into build mode and like boom, here you go. Here's tillable soil or whatever it's called. Mm. Basically, your farmland, and then like what crop do I want to put in it? Like uh, I'm going to do carrots because I have those right now, and like once you've upgraded and discovered other you know things, you can plant other crops. But once you do it, that is just a carrot square. It's always carrots, and every like couple of days, a new carrot will grow up. You harvest it. It's still there. Boom, another one grows. So you're not... It's kind of still doing the farming thing, but a lot fewer steps and a lot less complexity to it. So it's one that's like... It's a game that's very good for listening to podcasts because it's kind of like a little bit grindy. It's fun, but you don't have to like pay super close attention to it. But it's got really good charm. The art style is really, really nice. I've put in quite a few hours into it at this point, and I've still got one area that I haven't unlocked, and I'm not sure how to do it. All of your kind of like buildings, like your general store and your, you know, sawmill and stuff, you have different things you can do to upgrade the buildings. 
which then uh, unlocks some things like you have a 25% chance to craft an, item, an extra item when you're doing stuff here, that kind of stuff. You also have like a museum, like an Animal Crossing, so you donate to the museum over time. Uh, like, there's fishing in the game, and, you know, there's a lot of the same stuff you'd see in, like, Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, those types yeah. of games. It's just, like, a smaller, lighter version of it, hence Littlewood. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I logged on to, I turned on the Steam Deck the other day to play something, and I saw you were playing it. And then a couple of days later, I turned it on again, and you were still playing it. So then I just bought it because I was like, it must be good if Nathaniel's <laughs> still playing it three or four days later. So it must be good. Yeah, it's really good. Like I put in like maybe four or five hours or so in early access, and now I'm like well over twenty. Yeah, yeah. When I, I looked at it, I was like, I, I looked at it, I was like Littlewood. That sounds familiar. Uh, okay, I'll buy it. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> so the way that like the game works too is kind of like an energy system, but it's like. Every time you're doing certain things like mining a stone or harvesting a crop or cooking a dish or whatever, you're using a bit of your energy and it progresses the day. And then it's like, oh, you're tired. You should go to bed. And then if you do one more thing, you pass out and then you start the next day with no energy. But you have to specifically do that. So it's really, really hard to you do that unless you're doing it on purpose and right. why would you <laughs> so just, plus like hey oh man i'm in the middle of the caves and i'm like out of energy what do i do you just go into the menu and say go home and then bloop, you're back into your house and you can just go to bed immediately you don't have to like travel or anything you don't have to unlock that fast travel it's very very kind of easy user experience is kind of what they're going for it's just like yeah. nope this is a game that's easy to play it's fun it's just got a lot of stuff to unlock and collect and you know, you're farming, you're, you're capturing different bugs, you're, you know, collecting different, uh, you know, catching on fish, you're collecting different recipes to build different types of furniture for people, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It sounds, it looked cool, it sounded cool, I just looked like one that I'd want to play, so I was like, you know what, yeah, I'll just go ahead and buy yeah, it. I think it was on in, sale on the Steam Deck. It would work really well on the Steam Deck, it probably isn't verified, because like, I'm playing it with a controller, but it doesn't actually tell you, I had to figure out what the buttons did what, because it doesn't tell you in-game. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out that there is a sprint button, because it was one of the shoulder buttons and I hadn't tried it yet. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it was verified, but I don't remember. I mean, it might no, be. It, just, it says playable, is what it says. Yeah, like, there is nothing. It's just probably because, like, within the game itself, how it does controller support is, like, it's there, but it's not as explicit as they'd want to verify That is it, exactly but, what it says yeah. underneath the playable tab, so. Yeah, it plays just fine. Like, once you figure out, like, oh, this button does this, you're, you're good. It's not, it's pretty simple controls. It doesn't even use all the buttons on my Xbox controller, so. Yeah. It would be a very easy game to play on Steam Deck, and you know it's very. The Steam Deck would handle it very well. It's a very it, well, yeah, low like, resources sounds, game. Yeah, there we go. That's what he's looking at. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it'll run good. Yeah, like it's just really cute pixel art. You know, it's it's fun if you want something chill. I highly recommend it. Cool. Then I finally landed on a game that I spent a lot of time with, and uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance I bought in the Steam Summer Sale last year. It was the one game that I bought that one that I hadn't gotten to yet. Yeah. And then I have a couple more games that I bought at the Christmas sale that I haven't gotten to yet, so I'm like chopping away at the library. Uh, of you know, I've got it in a tabbed category on Steam of like, of like you haven't played this yet. <laughs> and then I'll play it, and then I'll remove it from that. And so, like, it's a good system. But yeah, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance is fun. I've put a, quite a few mods on it to make it 
better, or at least more like how I want it to play. Okay. So, like, in the original game, hey, when you're shooting a bow and arrow, you don't have the reticle dot on the screen anymore. So I put a mod that it does that. Hey, the original game, the reticle dot is huge in yellow. Now, nah, just make it where it's like a couple pixels dot, and it's in the middle that's very unobtrusive. Yeah. I think that's the actual mod is called unobtrusive, unobtrusive. reticle. <laughs> Then I like a couple of things like, you know, graphics related type things. I forget. I didn't put that many, like half a dozen on it, but I maybe played 15 hours or so because I played through it. It's got a really long kind of prologue intro section sequence thing or whatever. Yes, it really does. Yeah. Uh, and it also has like long ass cutscenes. Like the cutscenes are not short most of the time, and they're all like pre-rendered, so it's fun. And it's weird because a few of them were capped at thirty frames a second, and a few of them are just unlimited. Like it's doing some conversion thing. So I don't. Know. So it's a little bit weird how it handles those. But that's what I think just like a thing of how long they were developing that game, and it. You know what happens when they did the PC port and whatnot, and now it's years later. Who knows? Yeah, I have. I guess the... it's not that many. I think it was like what 2018 or something that game came out. Something remember. like that. I don't know. I ended up getting it, getting that game when I was in one of the mystery bundles that I bought. Um, yeah, it popped up, and I played it. It plays really well on Steam Deck, but at the time when I tried it out, it really wasn't in the mood to play that kind of game. So it was like, it it, it was a cool game, but it's like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like yeah. playing this long and I, I i played the beginning and it was just like the cutscene at the first i was like oh my gosh is it ever you have to kind of get to that it's one of those like get through the intros uh part to the quote-unquote real game it's not that the stuff that comes before isn't real it's just it opens up at a certain point right yeah <laughs> so i played and you play as like a character named henry and he's like the blacksmith's son in this village and then you know you're playing a little bit uh like kind of one day of game time at the start, but to just kind of go through some tutorials of like, hey, here's how you know this one thing works and this little thing works. Not even that much, and then like, oh crap, this giant army comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and you're like, oh crap, that sucks, and your parents get killed, and you don't make it into the castle in time, and so you're like, make a desperate escape on a horse to another town of several miles away. And then you're in that fortress for a bit, and then you have to like do a p- patrol on the wall with them, and then there's some more cutscenes, and then that army shows up, and then no wait, before that, the people from the town that you came from showed up who escaped from that castle in the night because there was a big storm, and then the big army, like evil army, shows up and says, "Hey, have you seen these?" To like the king of this castle, and he's like, "Lies, no, I'm not a." I've never done this thing, and <laughs> then that army goes away, and then you like have to escape because they're trying. They want you to keep you in there because you want to go back to your village so you can bury your parents. And you get there, but there's bandits, and oh. so they interrupt you, and then you get saved at the last minute, and then you're rescued and brought to another city where all the refugees from your town have landed, and then you're done with the prologue. It's very long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, didn't even make it. I didn't even make it all the way through it's prologue. It's interesting. Yet. It's just, it's definitely a long-haul kind of a game. Yeah, yeah. And at, at the time that I tried it out, it was like, no, nah, that's not what I'm in the mood for. <laughs> yeah. So the version I have has all the DLC in it, so yep. then I immediately played a DLC episode that... Uh, like one of the 
uh, women from your town who's like kind of the same age as you or whatever. She looks like she's going to be a romantic interest. In fact, she is a romantic interest in the main game. As soon as you, because she's the one who sort of comes and is part of the people who rescues you, you wake up in like her uncle's mill, who's like a miller somewhere, uh, his house or whatever. And mm. it's like, oh, hey, you have to pay me back because I paid this dude, you know, paid the doctor, apothecary guy, like 50 gold or whatever it is. I forget the currency. To heal you, and so like you owe me a debt, and then that's where the game starts. And I was like, okay, so I was talking to uh, the the girl, and there's like a dialogue thing. It's like, hey, uh, how did you escape? And that kicks off the DLC episode. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but basically from her point of view of how she escaped all the stuff. So I basically went back into the prologue time, did a nice whole flashback thing that took probably five or six hours. Huh. It's a media expansion because you play as her, kind of like a couple days before this army comes and you're going through like this whole thing. There's side quests. You go through like a main quest thing and then the army attacks and then you're still there after the fact. And so then it doesn't be like, Hey, the army comes and then the DLC's done. Nope. You've got more stuff. You've survived afterwards and you've got to do a few things. And then eventually it, it ends and you got back to the dialogue thing. It was like, wow, thank you for telling me all of that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But it's actually it was really cool because it's like, it's sort of almost like if you play it that way because you could choose one to play it whenever you want. Some yeah. people who played the game originally would have had like it as an add-on thing that like would have played it way later. But I looked up a thing that said, yeah, it's pretty good to play it early if you want. It like helped me. It's more like an extended tutorial where there's a lot more of game systems that you play with then than you do kind of up to that point, except it's like a, still a smaller area that's a little more familiar because it's the same village that I spent some time in, so it's not like you're trying to learn where everything is in a new place yet. Right. So I decided I'd go ahead and play it. It was cool. I was like picking all the things because there's lots and lots of herbs you can pick and flowers, mostly flowers. Hmm. It's like, hey, here's some marigold. Hmm. Hey, here's some sage. Hey, here's this, here's that. Let's pick it up. Oh, your alchemy, or not your alchemy, your... Um, uh, the, whatever skill just went up because you picked a bunch of flowers you're like herb something I've, my brain is failing me right now <laughs> it's like herbology except it's not herbology right, herbology yeah. <laughs> your you picked cool herbs <laughs> skill has upgraded and then yeah it's very much like older or even like I guess I say older but Elder Scrolls games yeah where you do things to level them up so if you're doing combat a lot that upgrades your strength if you're you know running around eventually it'll upgrade your kind of vitality and then there's like different skills like that where if you're picking a bunch of plants eventually you're you're getting XP on that skill and it levels up and then every certain so many levels you get like perks related to that so like hey mm. you've picked herbs and got to level five now you get to pick you know from a couple different things of like what kind of bonus do you want to get i picked one where it's like if i have enough good smelling herbs in my inventory i get a plus two charisma bonus because i smell good i guess There's <laughs> one you get you get a when you play as her in the flashback she has a dog and then when you go back to the main game there's like a stray dog that you pick up for like the main character so I was like, I know how the dog works. So on him, when you level up the dog enough, I was looking down the tree, there's one that I can get a charisma bonus because it's like the, you got a cute doggy with you, so everyone likes you a little bit more. 
I was like, oh, I might get that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's very much like... I don't know. I would say it's probably a little closer to Oblivion, even though it's not that same kind of game, but just more like it has that level of systems and it, like Skyrim had kind of whittled it down a little bit, but very much Elder Scrolls, but not in a magical kingdom. It's very much more quote-unquote realistic. I still haven't gotten good at the combat. All I've gotten a little bit better, even though my character is very weak. Yeah. I'm at like level 2 strength or something. <laughs> But yeah, like the combat, if you haven't seen it, is very much a uh, pretty intense kind of mm-hmm. simulation sort of thing. Although, I don't know, I wouldn't call it simulation. But you have kind of like your melee weapon, and you're, like, you're locked onto a person, and you have like different zones you can attack. So it looks kind of like uh, five points. So you have like up towards the head, left, right arm, and left and right leg. It's kind of like where you're aiming to swing. So mm. you're swinging from that direction. And then I just found out after doing some, like, the training mission or whatever today, like, oh, hey, you can do feints and all this other stuff to where you, like, hold it here and then switch at the last second to attack somewhere else. Mm. You have kind of, like, perfect blocks that you block it at the right time. Then you can do, like, uh, reposts after that. There's dodging that sucks. I hate it. (laughs) They start with combat, like, hey, movement is key. You got to keep moving around, like keep strafing around basically and moving around. Don't just sit still. And then the way the dodging works is you have to be sitting still. And then at the last second, like move and then it will dodge to the side or back or whatever. If you do it right and you do it the correct direction, because if you dodge into their like the way they're swinging from, that doesn't work. They'll still hit you. I found that out quickly. I was like, nope, nope, doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then also you have like archery and stuff where it's got a lot of like sway, so it's moving stuff on you. And because, like, as you level up, I'm sure that gets tighter. But because it's an RPG, when you start, it's gotta suck so that eventually you get good at it. There's the lockpicking minigame that is hard. I can't do it very well with the controller. I have to, like, switch over to the mouse to do it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's a lot easier, weird. which apparently is, like, a known problem. I even put... That's one of the other mods I put on. <laughs> so it's kind of got, like, a circle graphic on the screen, and then you kind of have, like, an icon that you're kind of moving around, and then when you find the sweet spot, it kind of gets a little bit bigger and glows yellow. And then you have to start rotating the lock, but as you have to kind of like move that cursor with it as you're rotating the lock. So it's kind of hard to tell where you're keeping it at and all that stuff. So I got a mod that basically segments the way the lock looks so you can kind of see what you're doing. It doesn't really make it any easier other than just visually you know where it's, (laughs) you have something to like compare it to instead of just a big blank circle. So on controller, what you're doing is the right stick moves that kind of like lock pick icon, basically. Mm. And then the left one, you're rotating it is kind of like your knife or whatever that's rotating the actual lock mechanism. Too complicated. So (laughs) you're trying... Well, it's not too complicated necessarily. It's just the way that it works isn't quite the way that I would want it to work because it doesn't. I'm not putting the left stick over on, like, say, the edge of it and then, like, rotating it clockwise quite as much it's more like kind of like i don't know it's just weird how that works if the rotation worked like i expected it to it might be a little bit easier but you're essentially having to rotate both sticks at the same time to kind of keep the thing in the right place and 
because it doesn't quite, it's a little clunky the way it works. It's just really difficult. With the mouse, the mouse is moving your icon, and then all you do is hold down a key, and it just rotates automatically. You're not having to do any, like, extra rotation with two hands. You right. just hold it, and then you use the mouse to drag it along. Still not, like, the easiest minigame, but it works. Yeah. Hmm. See, that's like there's lock picking in Harry Potter. I couldn't figure it out. Or in Hogwarts. Can't you just, just blow up the door with a magic missile? Well, it just gives you saying automatically solve. <laughs> it just says automatically solve. So every time I'm just like, I can't figure out how to do it. Automatically solve. No. Automatically solve. Automatically it, it comes solve. Up, Are you a child playing this game? And yeah. Just help. Yes. Yes, please. please. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't have time. I don't have time yeah. to figure this out. Let's just. just so go. I haven't done it yet because I actually kind of like it, but there is a mod where you can remove that mini game. Uh, from there and also the pickpocketing minigame sure. I don't know why because I like the pickpocketing one now that I've had it so like how you do that is you basically like go up behind someone in sneaking mode and hold down the, uh, the A button on controller and you're basically holding it in and the longer you hold it is the longer you're kind of like rummaging in their pocket and the longer that you do that the more you know risk you are that they're going to you know detect you in that point mm. and kind of like you have like a icon type in the middle that turns to a color that you have to fill it up just a little bit to get to green and then as you keep going it starts fading into kind of like yellow and then red and until eventually you would be caught but there's also kind of like a number in the middle that keeps ticking up as soon as you let go of the button that number is the number of seconds you have to actually pull any of the items out of the pocket so it's like the longer that you're kind of rumbling in their pockets the more items that you'll find to possibly pick up then you have basically kind of like a big wheel that looks almost like um, like a circular selection kind of thing for weapons or something in any other game, where it looks kind of like a phone dial because it has all circle mm-hmm. uh, holes on the side. And then you have to kind of like navigate around the thing, hit a button to pick up an item, and then navigate back up to the top where it's like a get out kind of button. So you're kind of like, your hand here, you're reaching, you have to yeah. get your hand back out. It sounds a little complicated to explain. It's a little more kind of intuitive when you're actually doing it. There's some where you don't know what the item is, so you have to hit a button to know what it is, and then you have to hit the button again to actually pick it up. And then as you level up your lockpicking, or not lockpicking, your pickpocketing, I'm sure that that gets better over time. I'm just, you know, I'm an early level character, so I've got low level skills. (laughs) (laughs) The skills. I got drafted into kind of like the city watch, basically, and had to do a patrol with another guard and then get in trouble with the local lord who's kind of a jerk who's like drinking with his friends and you're trying to close down the bar basically and he's like it closes when I leave (laughs) so it's kind of like you're a peasant and you're rubbing shoulders with uh, you know stupid nobility people who are all entitled or this or that. They have several different ones there. It's a really good, uh, so far at least as far as having like interesting characters to interact with and stuff. So I'll uh, definitely be playing more of this. It's one of the games that I've wanted to play for a long time but just haven't ever gotten around to it. Yeah. There's no magic in it, but there's potion brewing and alchemy type stuff, so I have to I want to get into that part because that seems like fun. Yeah. Cool. Yep, that's what I've been playing. Oh, said it. Okay, I, I couldn't remember if you hit them all or not. <laughs> I've been playing every game on the planet. No. Every game. Okay. All right, Eric. So, what have you been playing? Anything new and exciting? 
Nothing new and interesting. So I played a little more Atomic Heart. I think I'm like 60% of the way through. So I'm definitely going to try to finish that. Yeah. Um, you heard me talk about that before. So nothing new with that. I played a little bit of Shadow Warrior 3. Why? Because on Game Pass. And I did like the second game, but I never finished it. So the third game, is, it's more of the same. It's the same mechanics, same weapons, same over-the-topness. You know, if you like that sort of thing in FPS, go for it. Yeah. Um, I played, I tried the RE4 demo on the Series S. Mm. It's, you know, the, the first village, like, from the fourth game, so you should okay. be familiar with it. Yeah. It's a lot harder than I remember, for sure. Um, well, I think it's because they've tweaked it a lot from yeah, what I've uh, the mechanics reading about it. are interesting. So, it's pretty much all the same, and you can combine different, uh, you know, elements now, and you can make your own, make your own ammo and things. Uh, you know, there's the herbs and stuff. But, um, the, your, your knife... It has durability, so you can like parry attacks, and if you use it so many times, you can break it. So the chainsaw guys in the village. Spoiler: you can parry your knife versus his chainsaw, but the knife just snaps after. <laughs> boo and, realism. Boo. And, <laughs> I remember. I remember in four, you know, shoot him in the kneecap, and you can you know punch him in the head or kick him. They still yeah. have that, but it's not as like you know Leon's not power bombing or suplexing guys. I'm like, come on. What? But there's still there's still that sort of thing in there. Um, I I don't know. I put like an hour of it. I could not get past the chainsaw guy. It oh, just geez. kept shredding me. Yeah. But it's fun. I'm interested. Very interested. But maybe I'll wait for a price drop. We'll see. I mean, yeah, reviews it's, seem it, to be pretty good on it. Yeah, it, it, it's ten out of ten in a lot of places. It's fun. Um, there's, I know plenty of people that bought it who had never played four before. And I'm like, really? I played it on huh. GameCube, PS2, and yes, I have played. I own it on the Wii, and I have played it on the Wii. Which I know some people on this podcast think that's the best version. No, no. Oh, I really? original. I thought, I thought original. Nope. No? I don't okay. think I played it that much on Wii, if at all. It's no. fine. Like, it's okay. GameCube is where yeah. I played it. GameCube, that's the yeah. version I know the best. Man, I beat it like three times on the GameCube, and PS2 I beat it on three times. I still have my save file from the PS2 version. Yeah. <laughs> I also own the Chainsaw Controller and the premium version for PS2 and the Collector's Edition for PS for uh, GameCube. What, the Chainsaw Controller? It makes it yeah, sweet boys and fired up. It is so cool. It's useless. It is horrible. Like yeah, but it comes in a cool case like, to you know, just like, set on the it, roar. Yeah. It like looks cool, not cool to play with. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's easy to look at. Yeah, it's just make yeah, it look at. That thing used to be pretty expensive. Yeah, know, like it used to be. A couple of years ago. I got it for like 100 I think I saw it as high as 200 a couple of years ago. Well, who knows? Oh, yeah, eventually anyway. I'll get around to these kind of like uh, the remakes. horror remakes that we've been well, getting because I want to play Dead Space Resident as well. Resident Evil 2 remake is really, really good. 3 is like okay. 3 is good. It's decent, but 2, yeah. people, two is good. I have both of them on Steam. I think I have 3 on PS5 too. Anyway, and I've also been playing Mighty Doom, uh, which I kept getting like advertisements about from Bethesda. So it's free. Um, pretty much you just run around as the Doom guy in a top-down level and shoot the demons. So hmm. simple as that. Um, it does want you to spend real money, but you don't. You can just wait out of the time. Uh, you can upgrade your gear, and it's it's easy. It's got that great Doom music, and you know it's a little time waster. Yeah, you have stuff time to kill when you're waiting to pick up stuff or pick up a load of groceries yeah. or something. There's so, nothing wrong with that. 
but that's it. It's been pretty light. We're some other stuff's been picking up, so I'm busy. But I'll, I'll try to get more gaming in a little bit more in the next couple weeks yeah i hadn't had much time to game this week as my boss was with me all week so we usually go to dinner about 6 30 and we don't get back to the hotel till 8 so it's like by that time it's like oh, i'm ready to go bed <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have time to sit down and really start a game so um one little bit of news to touch on uh the uk finally sides with microsoft surprise 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 um you know so it looks like the only hurdle left is the uh, FTC, which usually if the UK and the EU all look together, usually the FTC finally just goes, whatever. So I'd say you're probably pretty pretty sure that yeah, this deal is going to go through and uh, Microsoft and uh, Activision will merge. Um, plus they'll probably, even if the FT, FTC drags their heels, I think I read an article the other day that Microsoft said they were merging regardless of what the FTC said and they would take it to court if they had to. So yeah, so they got through the, through what they wanted with the, with the, uh, the, on the UK side. So there you go. Um, I mean, we all kind of figured it was going to happen. I mean, I, at least I did. It opens up a whole Pandora's box of you know, publishers, how many publishers are left? EA, uh, Ubisoft. I mean, that are like big ones that are yeah, independent like, publishers. Yeah. I guess you could just call them now that are not either 10 cent, uh, <laughs> embracer group or Sony. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, all I can think of was EA and, uh, and, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of like smaller publishers, you, but yeah, as far as that scale, there's not many. Yeah. So, yeah, I know a lot of people are thinking, well, you Ubisoft will be next on the block. Well, if they want to be bought, yeah. I mean, I know at one time they were thinking about, you know, selling, but who knows? I mean, I don't see Microsoft or Sony buying them. Not after, not after this fiasco. I think Microsoft has made their humongous purchase and they're going to go after smaller people that, that the, uh, that regulators are not going to go, Oh, that's terrible. You know, so, but <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. We'll find out, like, I don't know, one way or another. Just get it done. Like, yes, you can do it, or no, you can't, and then we don't have to hear it all the time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where it's just like that's all you see, uh, you know, story, video game, news-wise, or uh, social media. If you follow a lot of video game stuff on social media, that's all you see is just... Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. Yeah, and back it, and forth. Back well, and everybody's hung up on the, oh, you know, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. And I've said it from the beginning. It's not the Call of Duty part that people need to be hung up on. It's the mobile and the and, and the Blizzard part. That's what... That's well, yeah, what that's the weird part that is like, okay, like, does Apple know enough about this and they just don't care? Or what? Because, like... Microsoft acquiring all that would have a huge jump up in kind of just like all these big mobile apps. They've said they want to put their own mobile storefront and all this stuff mm, out there. Yeah. So like if this all goes through, Microsoft's going to be like, yo, gaming on mobile, we are here yep. and we can actually maybe compete. So like you'd think that Apple would be trying to do everything that they can to make it not happen too, but they haven't really been doing that. No, it's no. Must have, been, must have been, you know, Sony yeah. being like, no, nah, don't mess with our console space. Yeah, so... 
I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I know a lot of, I know a lot of the social media was doom and gloom, a dark day yesterday. I saw a lot of posts. It was, oh, this is just a dark day for the gaming industry. It's just terrible. And I'm like, eh, you know what? It's you, you're, it's it's a big deal. It just changes who gets your money. It doesn't matter yeah. what what yeah. difference does it make. I mean, boohoo. You know, if it was micro, if it was so, if it was the other way around, it was Sony. It would be the same thing. All the Xbox people be going, "Boo! It's terrible! It's terrible!" So whatever. I don't care. I buy games I want to buy games and where I want to buy them. I don't care. I would say it's more of a mixed bag. There's yep. some cool things about it. There's some not so cool things about it. So I don't. Know. It just remains to be seen what happens because Microsoft could promise a bunch of things and then not do them, yep. or could completely uphold all that. You know. Whatever, you just, we just don't know. Yep, not a clue. So, we have some questions from Twitter. I know I talked about this the last show. We got three questions from yeah. Twitter over the past couple of weeks. So, um, I see Dragon Breath. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that handle. They, they ask, what is your ideal setup for comfort while gaming? And they also want to know what game uh, that you experienced that you could... What I'd like to know what game you wish you could experience for the first time again. Um, so I guess we'll just go around a circle. Eric, what uh, what's your uh, ideal setup for comfort while gaming? I mean, it, it depends. Are we talking like... Just, I mean, are we, am I gaming in my office where I have my consoles and my computer or am I gaming downstairs with my Xbox? I mean, well, that's for me, which one's more comfortable for you then? You know, well, me, I, I have talking, right here where I'm at is, is, is my gaming space. My cat, I got a couch, I got a 65 inch TV. I got my computer here. I got my Xbox. I got everything right here. So I don't have to go very far. I just got to go downstairs or if I'm. On the road, I got my Steam Deck. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, so in the office here, I got, I need to get a new office chair, but I got a futon against the wall, which I'll probably be replacing with, like, a, something like, probably like a gaming chair of some sort, like an yeah. oversized one. That one's okay to game on. I recommend uh, an Ikea couch. They're very comfortable. Yes, they're yes, a little expensive, they're nice. but they're very nice. Yes, we have one of those across the state. I already own several pieces. <laughs> but I like that recommendation. But downstairs, um, I've got a love seat that's pretty comfy, and I'll use the Xbox on that. Yeah. You know, it's like having a, a decent amount of weight. You know, if you have a big TV, I can sit back further. But, you know, it kind of just depends on, you know, the tech size and everything. And I like having some place I can put up my feet potentially. And, you know, some place I can lean back yep. a little bit. Well, that's so like, that's, yeah. that's why I like it down here is because I got a couch. It's away from everybody. It's on the other end of the house. So if the wife is sleeping, she's on one end of the house. I'm over here in the bottom of the other end. So I'm not disturbing anybody. So, and it's nice and it's quiet down here. And. When it's dark, it is dark. <laughs> so I can turn off the lights and it is pitch black dark down here, which I usually like to play a lot of my games in mostly dark. I like the TV just lit up. So, Nathaniel, what about you? I know you mostly play on PC, so you probably just got a comfy office chair. I mean, I go, I go in different, so I'm definitely very much on PC right now, but then I'll like go in spurts of it's like, okay, I'm playing a bunch of console games for a while, so... Honestly, it's more just like I've got a comfy chair for either one. I don't sit on my couch in the living room because it's a little further back, so I have kind of like a fold, uh, like a fold-out kind of fancy lawn chair, basically, because I can put it down and I'm then gonna, move I'm it back out of the way easy. I'm to see a picture of this, but I like the idea. Yeah, I, guess I like the concept. And then, yeah, I just have my nice office chair in here, and then I like the, you know, for comfort, it's a little side thing, but like on PC, it's nice because I have keyboard and mouse, and I also have controller there, or if I'm mm. playing a game with a controller, you can reach up and hit something on the keyboard for most games that I play, not all the games, but 
right. a lot of games will let you just be like, oh yeah, hit that quick save button or hit M for map or whatever so, instead of hitting you know three buttons on your controller. Right. So it's like, hey, I got both at once. So like, whatever's the most optimized, I can do it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not really picky. It's just like, no, nope, I've got my you know comfort chair. Yeah, as I've gotten like... older, comforts become more of a thing. Oh like, yeah, back yeah, in the day, like, I sit on Apple Crate on the floor. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Back in the day, I used to sit on a beanbag chair in the floor, you know, with my feet just stretched out. And, you know, but now it's like if I did that, I would have to roll off into the floor, do a push up to get up to my knees, and then then maybe grab onto the corner of the TV stand to stand up. You know, it's like I can't. No beanbag chairs. Yeah. I haven't had one of those in years, uh, but I, I can really. When we, when we had the house eight years ago and I had that little room where I was sitting on top of the TV, it was literally, I had a beanbag chair that I sat in, and it was. <laughs> that was it um, as far as uh, games I wish I could go experience for the first time again <sighs> how long do we have yeah I know like... <laughs> yeah I, I, that's that's tough for me like I don't know I think of stuff I played as a kid and you know the, the sense of wonder when you played it for the first time Yeah, you know you gotta figure out all the secrets or buy a guide or ask your buddy on the playground I'm thinking about like all the stuff I played in the PC like in the 90s yeah like, Playing Baldur's Gate one for the first time, or Fallout two, yeah, yeah. I, I, or like you know playing some of the stuff on the Dreamcast, or yeah. like playing Resident Evil on the PlayStation one, that, me, that stuff. Yeah, Shimu, Shimu was one that really blew me away when yeah. when it came out, yeah. just because it was so different than anything yeah. else. Um, and I kind of yeah, you know, I would kind of like to experience that again. Um, maybe even go as far back as Fantasy Star two on the Genesis when mm-hmm. I played that. Yeah, I mean, that was choice. I was. 10 years old i guess well 12 12 13 you know it was like nothing i'd ever played before and i put 100 hours into that game um, and beat it it was just like wow but if if i had to go on a modern game i would probably go red dead redemption because the twist in that game at the end it was one of those games where I played it, played it, played it, and got near the end, and then the twist happened, and I actually set the controller down and stood up and went, no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time in a game that I'd really just felt like somebody just pulled my heart out of my chest, just threw it on the floor, and I went, oh! I'm going to have to look up that twist, because it's been years since I played it. I do like that game, though. It's yeah, oh, yeah. So, uh, that that might be it for me. Uh, what about you, Nathaniel? I know you you probably got a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Most of them would be like single player stuff because playing a multiplayer game for the first time it can't be fun. But it's more about like, okay, here you found the fun over a right. period of time, so it's not the draw isn't necessarily like the you know the awe and wonder of playing it for the first time. Right. It's not more of like other things. I would go back to stuff like Half Life Two if I'm going to go back to stuff yeah. like that or some Ooh, that's a good even one. some other oh, things on PC, man. but. Like StarCraft for the first time. Yeah, that would be a good one. Those Starcraft. games. But like even more recent would be like Dark Souls or even Elden Ring. Because like if any game that I've played that like brings that sense of wonder, like, wow, this is such a cool game that I'm playing. Witcher 3 is another one that's like yeah. a lot of these I mean, for games. Me, like, playing, I would love like, to play them again. Playing, yeah. playing the last the last of us on PS3 at the end of the PS3's life and being, you know what, this this still looks good. They can still like really work their magic with the hardware yeah that's true yeah yeah that's a good question yeah i mean there's so many we could sit here for a long time because i know there's like those are the first ones just popping off of my head but there's so many more i could 
like sit here and think about like yep that yep yep that again like yeah. wind waker the first time would be cool oh yeah awesome. it would be yeah yeah the, the, the first one uh the uh link to the past that now, one now was... now i'm thinking about half-life one and how like i was like what yeah half-life one yeah, yeah. Be more than just running gun what is this with the dialogue and the, the plot and uh and that's that's the quake even... engine or yeah. go back to one where talk about the remake Resident Evil Four for the first time would be really yeah. cool to do again, right? Like, oh, there's yeah. so many just like classic I, games I that playing that. again for the first time would be awesome. Yeah, I think I, I think I played RE Four like maybe six or seven years ago. I took my PlayStation to my bro- my PlayStation Two to my brother's house, hooked it up, booted up. I still have a save game from like the third playthrough. I was like halfway through, and I'm like, I do not know where I'm going anymore. Uh, but it did not look great using you know. Composite on a 65 inch modern. Right, yeah. (laughs) Another game that I would like to experience for the first time, as long as time travel is involved, I can literally play it exactly the same way I did the first time, would be Minecraft. Because that was a game that, like, some friends got me into it. We were playing it all together, and it was just, like, doing all sorts of weird stuff back when it was, you know, still fairly early. It'd been out for a while. Yeah, that's cool. It definitely didn't have as many things as it does these days because they've added so much to Minecraft over the years. But yeah, like just that game is so much fun to like figure out back because it didn't have quite as much. Like it did have the wiki and things, but it was still right. a lot of discovery of like, oh, hey, here's how you do this thing. Oh, have you done this yet? You know, that kind of stuff. It was really fun playing with people and be like, hey, I discovered this thing, or hey, look at this cool thing I built. Yeah. And you know, the one funny thing that, uh, that B that B team article that you wrote years and years and years ago, <laughs> every so year nice. is still the number one article for the year. I don't care what we publish. That is still I, the number one article on the site every year by thousands. It's crazy. It is crazy. I think the other one I did was pretty big. Too. Uh-huh. Yeah. People like that Minecraft. I guess so. Um, we just, hit, we just hit the SEO jackpot for those, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stephen A. asks, do you think a game like the finals uh, will is able to find its place between Fortnite, Apex, and other first-person shooters? I had actually forgot about the finals, and when he, uh, he, when he, when he sent that, I was like, oh, I need to... Well, it's coming up recently because I've been doing like the betas and there's yeah. been preview videos and articles and stuff coming out for it recently. Yeah. So, so I had to look it up and remember yeah. what it was because I had totally forgot about it. Yeah, and I had never, and I had told the space, so I had to go look it up as well. Too. I'll be honest with you; those 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 free to play shooters like Fortnite and Apex, they all. I mean, if it's if it's good, it usually hangs around. I mean, you got Overwatch, you got Apex, you got Fortnite. If this one is half as good, it'll stay around. It looks awesome, and maybe, but it's completely different th- from those because it's not yeah. battle royale. It's like the way I would put it is like it has the hooks there that it could succeed, but it still has to have the luck to do so. Cause it's not right. like yeah. Fortnite or apex or any of those like, uh, overwatch that have like the big pedigree behind it. So it's like, Oh man, overwatch is this big blizzard game crazier. Hey, apex is from this studio that we know did these other FPS things or like Fortnite kind of grew from a smaller thing but it was still like it's from epic you know like it's not from some smaller place so the finals is made by people who have pedigree from like battlefield and other things so it's definitely looks like a well-made game but 
it's still going to be hit or miss because there's so many you know games of their shooters or otherwise that are like hey this looks good but for whatever reason they just don't hit at the right time and so they don't quite catch on but man if the server-side destruction works as well as they say it does once it gets out into the real world and has like tons of people playing it all the time and it doesn't break i think it has a really good chance because it looks really really cool yeah it really does it looks really neat um because it's hitting that sweet spot of you get some of kind of like if you like it like the battlefield shooting mechanics, but it has a bunch of other things mixed in there, and it's not a battlefield game that takes you know many 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 minutes or even over an yeah. hour or whatever just for one round. It's very much a quick hit style of right. game, so it's yeah. got a little bit of like arena shooter vibes in there, a little bit of like Rainbow Six Siege and some other things all mixed together in a really cool shiny looking uh, package. So. Yeah. I hope it works because I want it to. It looks like fun. Yeah, it does. It looks like real fun. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. Maybe they did they have a trailer for it at one of the states of play. Maybe that's where I saw it the last because I know it's coming to PS5. They I, might have. I don't know because they had a trailer for a while ago and then it's kind of disappeared for a bit and then it's just popped up recently yeah. with some more preview stuff. So well, I, was I say think it. some point later in the summer, I'd have to look it up again. But it's supposed to come out some point this year, I think. Yeah, they just apparently they just finished a closed beta. It ran from yep. March seventh oh. to the twenty first. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it can. Um, it looks. But yeah, cool. I watched some gameplay of it from some YouTube channels that I follow for kind of like shooters and stuff, and then some other channels that are just more like general gaming, and everybody seemed to enjoy what they played on it. So yeah, it's like if it works, great. But as we know, multiplayer things when they launch, sometimes, most of the time don't work so great out of the box. So we'll have to see how this one works. Yeah. Um, Last but not least, I guess that would be Kino View 2? Kiko. Kiko? Kiko? I'm terrible. Kiko or Keiko. It's K-E-I-K-O. I'm terrible with names. Forgive me. I'll butcher all of them. Um, Do you think there's (laughs) enough representation in video games? No, I don't think there is. Yeah, it's like, short answer, no. Yeah. Like, slightly longer answer is like, it seems to be getting better. Oh, yeah. It seems to be getting a lot better. It's like, representation is a pretty broad thing because there's like so many different, you know, Mm -hmm. demographics and other things that to be represented that's like slowly like, hey, here's a game that does it really well. Oh, here's another game that does it well. we're getting a lot more kind of accessibility options in some bigger games, and that's yeah. starting to become more common now. Yeah, and things like that. That is, it seems there's like people out there working towards doing more of it, but it, we're not there yet, and I don't think it's a thing that will ever be quote unquote there. It's no. just something you gotta you gotta work to being better at it. Right? I, I think I think one thing that helps is it's not just gaming now is not just a. Oh well, you're a nerd because you play games, or you you, know, you live in your mom's basement. Yeah. It, it's it's a lot broader audience now than than it was, well, even 15 years ago, 10 years. Yeah, ago, yeah 20 it's just years that ago. it lags behind it. So yeah. like gaming itself gets broader, and then like it's been broad for a while, and it's slowly like trying to catch yeah. up, but it's kind of like. I think your Not indie scene, you get a lot. One, right? You you get a lot more representation yeah, than sure. you do with your your triple A stuff. But triple A is starting to get there. I mean, with you know, with Last of Us, you got you know female protagonists. You got uh, uh, you know in your Assassin's Creed games, you got a lot of you know different cultures uh, represented. You know, I don't know how accurately they're represented. Yeah, I mean, it's know. the difference is like with your big AAA games, you're trying to aim for like such a wide, mm. broad audience that you kind of sand out a lot of the kind of individuality to it, or like the 
specialness of like this is very unique. You know, every once in a while you'll get one that still has a lot of that, but when you're trying to sell to like millions and millions of people, they're not going to want to risk doing something that's yeah. a little too far out of the box. Whereas like indies, you get a whole lot more of that. So yeah, yep. So this you can find a lot more, a lot more. You know, and there are different you know, communities within that, like the of indie developers that are you know certain you know things. They're like, hey, I'm this, and I made this game because I wanted to have something that was, you know, from my heart and that represents me. And yep. so you get a lot more of that of all sorts of different flavors in indie titles. Yeah. Because they're also a lot smaller in scope, usually, and they can, you know, they don't have a giant corporation breathing down their neck to be like, no. sell a bajillion titles. It's like, no, just sell enough that you made some money on it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So they can try a few more things, and there's all sorts of... I'd say definitely more representation, like you said, in indie mm-hmm. games. But even there, it's still a, like you can always do better. Yep, you can. Well, thanks for those questions, guys. All three of those questions and all three of those people yep. got Steam games because I had Woo-hoo! so many to give away. Woo-hoo. I gave all three of them Steam games. So if you want a free Steam game and you want us to answer a question, uh, DM us at GL underscore podcast on Twitter. Or you can email us if you want podcast at the hyphen gamers hyphen lounge dot com. I mean, you know, you can you could do it there too if you want. But uh, DMs on Twitter are the the easiest way to get a hold of us, and you know, you might get a free game out of it because I still got a crap ton load of games. So I'll be questions too. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun to get questions and, and answer them. So because yeah. it like gives us something a little bit different than just whatever we come up with or whatever mm-hmm. random news there is. It's like, oh hey, something new. Yep, absolutely. So even if we have to start throwing like, hey, we'll give you like five Steam games. Which, <laughs> if, if we, yeah, oh, we didn't get any questions. Some, let's up the ante. Yeah. The list. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> I've I've got plenty. I got some. Pl- I got plenty to hand to up that ante if I need to. I mean, there's a there's a huge <laughs> list of them. It is ridiculous, and I keep buying those mystery bundles. So you know. On Steam. <laughs> Ooh, look, it's $5. Why not buy it? Yeah, $6.99 for 10 games? Absolutely. Oh, I got seven of them? That's okay. I mean, the other three were worth the $6. Let me just add those to the list. So, yeah. So. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, we're going to call that a show. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, and if if I get the video uploaded, hey, thanks for watching it. You know, I, <laughs> it's like a, I'm going to do my best to upload it. It's uh, you know, I've never tried this before, so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, upload speeds will be fixed tomorrow. Because if not, it may take a long time to upload it. So. Yeah, it might be a little bit long, uh, but we'll see. So. But, uh, yeah, we should be back in two weeks, I believe. I don't think I've got anything going on. Not that I know of. That'll, uh, we'll see. But anyway, like I always say, if you get us, or if you listen listen to it on the podcast, it will drop on Sunday in your podcatcher, whatever day we record. <laughs> it's whether it's in two weeks or three weeks or however long. But, you know, if you want to keep up with uh, when we're going to have a show, at GL underscore podcast on Twitter is the easiest way to do it. So... All right, guys. Well, again, thanks a lot for hanging out and listening, and we will catch you all next time.
This podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.